0: Folks, we're all back together yet again. We got myself. We got Meerkat. We got Stevie here. And it's free money football where we break down all these games this week to get you that free money come Sunday and Thursday and even coming up Saturday soon. So we won't be forgetting about that. We'll be in all that free money for you guys. I gave out some picks. Out in the tree stand a couple weeks ago on a Renfro, a huge over on Thursday that I wish I could have given out. But again, I was out of town. So we got to get back into it, boys. Stevie, it's been a fun time in football right now, especially now you get seven teams in the playoff hunt. It seems like almost everyone is still involved besides, you know, like your Falcons, your Jaguars, your Jets. But almost everyone else has a chance. Some guys, you know, even like the, the teams like the Seahawks. You know, they still have some life left in them. How are you feeling, Stevie, here heading into week 13? I
1: mean, it's been fun. It's been fun for these playoff races. It hasn't been fun to be a Rams fan these past couple weeks, I'll tell you. So, I mean, just the games they're losing and the way they're losing, just if it looks like he's playing her, it's just been tough for that. But these playoff races, they've been kind of chaotic. The AFC I mean, look at the AFC right now. You have about 11 teams that are fighting for this playoffs. I love it. I don't really love what the Patriots have been doing, if I'm being perfectly honest. Don't love that.
0: I kind of – We're not going to talk about that right now. We won't talk about that. At the very end. That's the Monday night game. We'll we'll talk about that at the end, Stevie, (laughs) because I'm not worried. We'll talk about it at the end.
1: I I love what I've been seeing from the teams in the AFC North. I think that's going to be a fun race. The AFC West as well. The Raiders getting a huge Thanksgiving win over the Cowboys. The Chiefs have came back to life. It's just been a cluster. I've enjoyed every bit of it except for you know the, the Rams struggles. That I I don't want to talk about. You don't want to talk about the Patriots tie. I don't want to talk about the Rams. I, I I just don't want. I'm not even going to say a word when we get to that game. I'll just let you guys.
0: Yeah. What the hell. It didn't give me 30 points this week, that's absolute oh, well, bullshit. Meerkat. He's the
1: only one who's, who does it right for the Rams though. Every
2: week he'll he'll, he'll, he'll get his, but the rest of the Rams team just... Nope. Stevie's crazy if he thinks he's depriving us of his homer talk. We need that every week. He's got multiple homers. We need it this week. But Titans play I, this
1: week, right?
2: Th- yeah, there you go. <laughs> but I, I got a, you know, a little break last week coming off of a hiatus. I had such a bad week 11. I'm like, I'm just taking week 12 off. I need to reset and go over this board. It's a gross board, but I'm feeling good
0: about it, boys. I'm ready to break this down. Oh, absolutely. And you talked about it. Um, we didn't get that Sunday episode out last week, but we got our picks out over uh, the weekend previously. Who am I cutting out? I'm trying to get into the tab. Ooh, all right. I think I'm good. Yeah, you're um, good. We got, I'm we got time. Against the spread. I'm trying to pull up everyone against the spread. My computer's just like, yeah, no, we're going to start making you lag against the spread. Good luck, Ty. I figured it out, though. Um, but yeah, I gave out some picks up in the trees. Thank God I did get that buck because I did make that switch over to the Bucks on that pick, especially uh-huh. because they literally talked about Tom Brady not covering against the spread in primetime like consistently for like three straight days, whether it was Sports Center or yeah. NFL Live or uh, NBC or anyone. Like they were all talking about it. So um, good to make that. But let's hop into it, boys. We had a nice uh, Thursday night matchup here. Should be a very, very fun one. Both these teams we saw play on last Thursday. So, um, interesting. They go right back into those back-to-back Thursday night games. Still, you know, a week off. It's nice. We'll see. You know, we'll talk about how the Bills get that extended break, but at least still getting a week. The Cowboys going in to New Orleans to take on the Saints. Cowboys minus four and a half this one. Seems like that offense might uh, hopefully can get right, especially if you're going to get some of these pieces back, which – it seems like the they will. Michael Gallup is really starting to step up with Dak, and it's we're hearing a lot of talk. They're going to keep feeding Zeke Meerkat.
2: Yeah, we're going to see them feed Zeke, and we're going to see them feed Tony Pollard, too. Tony Pollard's look great for them. He might yep. be the best backup running back in the NFL, but better than some starters, for sure. I, I wouldn't mind him in the Bills, but... Both of these teams, what are they combined one and seven the past four games? They're not, they're down bad, these guys, right now. Taysom Hill announced in like the past hour is going to be the starting quarterback for the Saints in this game. Saints getting healthier. Kamara should be back in Grum, Ramchick on that offensive line. Armstead should be a little more healed than he was against the Bills. It makes you feel good about these Saints, but the line are the Cowboys getting CD back. It will probably Amari Cooper, it's looking yeah. like. Both these guys aren't playing well right now, The both these teams, and if I have to take one to bounce back, it's going to be the Cowboys, obviously. I, mean, I don't love the points, but the Cowboys are 4-1 and one against the spread on the road this year, 5-2 and two as favorites, and New Orleans just 1-3 and three against the spread at home. I'm leaning Cowboys right now, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of leaning Cowboys too. The one thing that kind of scares me is we talked about the Cowboys offense was struggling, but it's been their defense and last week was no exception. They gave up over five hundred yards to the Raiders, which you cannot do. But I don't think the Saints
0: offense
1: need? They got Hunter
0: throws, Steve. <laughs> I mean, he's great, don't get me wrong. I need the Saints Jerry Rice out there because he's the next he's he's the white Jerry Rice. Uh, he's the yeah, 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 yeah. That's
1: that's Cooper Cup. Let's let's pump the belts <laughs> on that time. That's whoa, Cooper. You want whoa, bias talk? Cap? There you have team. it. My <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: fantasy team was gonna have problems at wide receiver. Well, I had Cooper Cup and Hunter run pro and we got the two white cherry Rice's on both her on my team. So I don't know. I don't, I don't oh, want God. to hear it. Okay.
1: I, whatever. I'm just. Here's whatever. the thing: the Saints don't have those type of playmakers. I don't think they do have Alvin Kamara. He's questionable still. I mean, I thought he was going to play last week. He didn't play. Who knows if he's going to play this week? He's still questionable. It's a Thursday game. That kind of scares me. Obviously, yeah. we'll know more about it. Hopefully, tomorrow early on before you get those bets in. But I think i got to take the Cowboys, too. I think the Cowboys, with getting CD and Amari back, that's really going to help their offense. And I think they can just score the ball on the Saints' defense. It's been okay, but it's gotten exposed a little bit. The past four weeks, they're losing streak. They've been giving up points. They've been giving up a lot of yards. I'll take the Cowboys here. I don't think the Saints' offense, especially with Taysom Hill, is just capable of kind of sustaining long drives, which the Raiders did every single drive against the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. So I'll take the Cowboys.
0: Yeah, that Saints defense didn't look as good as it had been, obviously, against that Bills offense. Kind of shredding them up a little bit. I think if Dak has both his receivers, they could really tear them up. We'll see, though. Um, Dallas had been a cover machine, but dropped another one last week, so we'll see about that one. Hopping into the Sunday slate here, we got the Giants going down to Miami, getting four and a half points in that one. Giants are 6-5, and though, against the spread. We're the Dolphins 6-6 and right now. Um, this is an interesting one here for the Giants, coming off of a win over over the Eagles, a 13-7 win, like a real sneaky play. Um, Thanks to Jalen Rager. Uh, yeah, the defense has been playing very, very well, only given up over um, 20 points once uh, in the last five weeks, and that was the Tampa Bay two weeks ago. So um, this could be a very sneaky game. We know the Dolphins offense isn't that great, Stevie.
1: Yeah, it's not that great, but their defense has – they've turned it around. They have became that elite defense that people thought they were going to be at the start of the year when they were the opposite of that. They've been that most recently. Last four games, I think they've allowed 46 combined points. They haven't played world beaters, but, you know, Carolina and Baltimore are still good teams. The Texans and Jets, that's neither here nor there. But Tua's actually been playing better this year. And since he's gotten healthy, he's actually been playing better, and the Dolphins are finally using Jalen Waddle the right way. Mm-hmm. They're actually using Jalen Waddle as the weapon that he should be used as. They're giving him slants across the middle. They're getting him in open space. It's not the you know little bubble screens that we saw were just maddening from the Dolphins in previous years. I like the Dolphins here. I think four points over a field goal will get people inclined to take the Giants with the points, seeing they beat the Eagles. The Giants shouldn't have won that game. Jalen Hurts played terrible. There's no excuses there. But the Eagles receivers are just dropping everything. And I think the Dolphins' defense is going to give – no, don't don't get me tie. I mean, that was he had so I, I, he had I couldn't one of the count how many
0: teams. drops he had, and then he had the I worst the drop best of them matches, all. catches two in that game that I've seen all year, and then he goes and does that, and it's just like, <sighs> what the hell is going? Uh, it it, it makes was nonsense. Not the great. Consistency there is unreal, and people are it was awful on Jalen Hurts for the performance. Well, look at the passes he threw because they were very catchable.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, Hurts didn't have his best game, but he still had the Eagles in position to win. They should have won that game. The Dolphins' defense, I think this is a type of defense that can get after Daniel Jones, force him in an interception. The Dolphins are pretty good at forcing turnovers. I like the Dolphins with four points. Like I said, I think a lot of people are just going to be, oh, it's more than a field goal. Dolphins aren't that great. This team's kind of turned a corner. I don't know if they can get themselves back in that clustered AFC playoff race, but the way their defense is playing, and if Tua stays healthy and is progressing the way he has been, this could be a sneaky team going forward.
0: Yeah, definitely an under 41. You're like, EOPU, why would I bet under 41? Like two shitty teams. There's going to be a lot of points. Shitty teams, but good defenses. Recipe for the yonder?
1: The under – and, I mean, why not take the under? I don't think the Giants have scored a game total over 40 points in their last five games, (laughs) which is ridiculous. Game total has been under 40 points last five Giants games, and now they're playing a very good defense.
2: Yeah, this is just a gross matchup. I'm I'm not sure what to do here, but the Dolphins have looked good. They've won four straight since Tua's Tua's been 100% healthy. and He's looked pretty good in that defense, which – Was so overhyped coming into the season, then was terrible to start the season. Now you brought it up. They've looked good. They're only allowing 11.5 points a game over that winning streak right now. And I don't know, they have some good wins there. They look good, but so have the Giants. I mean, the Giants look good against the Raiders and the Eagles the past three weeks as well. So it's it's just a weird one where I want to like the Dolphins, but the Giants scare me a bit. But Miami is 3-1 and one against the spread this year after a win, and the Giants are just 1-2 uh, in the same situation. So, I mean, if anyone's going to keep it going, I kind of like the Dolphins, but I am I don't plan on betting this game, guys.
0: Yeah, I honestly wouldn't blame you on that one. <clears throat> and on to the next game we're going to talk about, it's kind of another stinker of a game that, like, is probably not worth betting because you got a Indianapolis Colts team who's 6-6 six and six going on the road to take on the 2-9 and nine Houston Texans. Um, the Colts, 8.5-point favorites in this one. And the, and the Texans are the lowest-ranked team, you know, DVO-wise, in the entire league right now. And you're hearing, you know, Tyrod's getting called like in the middle of the night, being like, hey, you're not going to be the starter this week, and all sorts of weird things happening down there with David Coley and these Texans. But they've been frisky enough all season long. They're five and six still against the spread, where, hey, that eight and a half number sounds just enticing enough where like almost everyone it feels like is going to be on that. And we saw Jonathan Taylor struggle in that first half last week near Cat, and Mm -hmm. you know he ended up getting his a little bit there in the second half. But if the Texans really key in on that, force him to to you know struggle a bit, this could end up being a touchdown game, and you're really getting hurt at that eight and a half.
2: Yeah, like, I mean, the Colts are going to win, guys. This is a game I, they're going to win, and I'm sure. curious to see how the public money is going to play out. I'm feeling good about the Colts. I was on them when they were bad. I like their futures this year, and they're starting to bounce back, be the team that I thought they could be. But you, you, they're very much alive in this AFC South, too, with the Titans. Injury. Yeah. So they need to be playing their best football. Last week, bump in the road. you got to take advantage against the Texans, but – Texans have been so frisky. Ty, you brought it up. They cover this year, and Tyrod's been good at it. Tyrod's had great flashes this year post-injury, a bit of a rough stretch, but – Still hasn't looked bad. And, you know, the Texans defense is allowing 135-plus yards rushing a game. Jonathan Taylor, if he wants a bounce back after a bit of a rough patch last week, it's going to be this week. I like the Colts to just control this, win it. I don't know if they go flashy and air it out, give Carson Wentz the reins and let him have a chance to lose it and run up the score. But I I like them to win. I'm going to tease them. The eight-and-a-half, though, feels like a trap. I want to see where the money comes in.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I I think we set this conversation three weeks ago with the Titans-Texans game where normally, you know, you kind of like to take the big dogs in divisional matchups, and that's usually how I look at games. I just... Kind of like the Colts to blow out the Texans here. You look at what they did when they faced off earlier this year. Jonathan Taylor, 14 carries, 145 yards and two touchdowns. This is a bad run defense, and this the Colts are built to beat up on this type of team because the Texans just don't really have that offense to score points. They only allowed three against the Texans last time they played. I really think this Colts team is just going to not really have to overthink this game, right? Just run the ball down their throat with Taylor the whole game and have your defense make plays on the other side of the ball. I I know I usually like a lot of points and the Texans have been frisky. They did beat the Titans outright two weeks ago. We can't forget about that. Just right. think this is a pretty easy recipe for success for the Colts. Just run the ball down their throats, control possession. Maybe you don't have 40 minutes of possession to 20 and just don't let the Texans offense have any big plays. I like the Colts spread here and I obviously love them teased down if I like them spread.
0: Yeah. And, the way you're talking, it makes me feel like it should be like double-digit spread, and we're at eight and a half, and that's what leaves me very worried about that. That's spread. And we're gonna we're gonna move on to it before I get even more anxious and, and <laughs> keep talking like in circles on that game because I will talk about it all day mm-hmm. trying to find the running. <laughs> we got Vikings going into Detroit to take on the Lions. Detroit's still trying to get their first win of the season. We all know how frisky they've been. One of our favorite bets all year. They're seven and four now again. Seven the and four, seven and four against the spread. Uh, Vikings are six and five though against the spread, even though they're five and six. They've led and pretty much. They've still led, I think, in every game by at least a touchdown. Yep. Which is oh incredible yeah, uh, at this point um dan campbell's still trying to get his first win can you get it done stevie
1: i mean this game to me is just i i kind of like detroit plus seven i don't think we've ever seen a team tie where we have a team that is as bad as the Lions are record wise you know oh ten and one but seven and four against the spread i i hope they keep it up because i would nice. love to see kind of a record where the lions go maybe. Incredible. Oh, 16 and one, but they're like 12 and five against the spread. It's unbelievable. I'm rooting for it. I love it. And the Vikings, they only play one possession games, guys. It doesn't matter who they play. They could play a college football team. They could play a pro bowl type roster and the Vikings will find a way to make it a one possession game. I think the Lions plus seven here at home is a sneaky pick. The Vikings to me. Did what they always do last week, right? They gave you promise in the first half, played a great first half, and then second half, it just they just didn't make the plays at the end of the game. Like probably if the Vikings get ahead early, it does scare me if Detroit's able to backdoor this. But with Minnesota, this is kind of a set it and forget it, don't overthink it type of game. I so know both of
0: you guys are Swifty guys. Let's get Swifty. Is he playing? He's, he's not. He's not I don't, gonna I don't he was practiced gonna, yeah. again today. It's They're saying it's Williams very doubtful. Really, really good though.
1: Yeah, Jamal Williams, Jamar Jefferson, like they have guys they can throw in in the backfield. I think the Lions will find ways to score points, keep this game competitive. Plus seven, sure. I hope it goes up. I would love them more than a touchdown because the Vikings just play close games.
2: I don't. I, I've taken the lines every game this season. They just had a beautiful cover on Thanksgiving yeah, for me. It's like the only bet I hit on Thanksgiving other than the Bills, and you know what. This is gonna be the first week I'm not taking them. I'm actually oh, no, putting my faith in the Vikings. I think I think people are going to be undervaluing the Vikings oh, after some bad beats recently. You know, Delvin Cook not looking like he go, he'll go. he go. People are going to be like, oh, that's a huge loss. One, Alexander that's Madison can do the exact same thing he's been doing, especially against the defense allowing 134 rushing yards a game. And, you know, the lines just don't make sense. They're 0-2-1 their last three games with a total losing margin of five points, and they've covered every game. It's just they don't make sense. I People love them now with the covers, all they've been doing. I think this seven might be a trappish number. I bet we don't see this number move this week, no matter yeah. where the money's coming in. I bet this is one of those stagnant numbers. People down on Minnesota. It just over, not over. I don't know. I love the Vikings, and I hope I'm wrong. I don't hope I'm wrong. I want to win this bet, but without Swift and just how things are playing out, I can see the Vikings coming up with a big cover here. They're a better team. You know, brought up they lead by a touchdown every game. Now they are only five and six, and they blow most of it. But you got to convert some of those. And the Lions' defense is just so bad.
1: It, you know what, I will say, Marquette. If there's a couple teams I trust you with, where I just will flip flop, it's the Lions, the Browns, and the Bills. Yeah. So this yeah. is one where I might just take the Vikings now. And at, thinking about it too, <laughs> the Vikings play very good first halves, right? If they yeah. go up like three scores on the Lions, do we really think the Lions get back to where? I
2: don't know. They they have done it this year. It was they have. Sure, the but just banged up. You're missing Steve. that like consistent guy and slip. It's it like, makes the offense more. Jamal Williams is oh, going I to know, make the I offense much, they much did. more one-dimensional without Swift. That's well, for sure. That uh, you can game plan for Jamal up 28 Williams.
0: Twenty-eight consecutive points.
2: No, well, that was the Texans. That was the Texans where the
1: Rams got back toward a oh, Deion the Dion when they give up yeah, like three yeah. scores with the Texans. Oh,
0: never. The Lions.
1: That. The Lions against the Rams were when they were doing the onside kicks and the yeah, fake yeah, punts they, every they, single
2: they, drive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. Oh shit! We're getting close. Let's go.
0: Where we have the roller coaster Philadelphia Eagles. Oh yeah, oh, boy. roller coaster. Uh, should have won that game last week. We just talked about Jalen Rager dropping some of those passes. Uh, they're on the road taking on the New Jersey Jets. That's three and eight this year. Uh, they suck. I hate them. Uh, Zach Wilson's. What, what was the stat Billy football had? He's like Zach Wilson's thrown one interception in the last five weeks. Well, yeah, he only played, like, one game in the last five (laughs) weeks. No kidding. Thanks, Billy. And that interception was one of the worst interceptions I've ever seen in my entire life, throwing the ball at a guy who wasn't even looking at him. Um, When the Eagles lose bad in games that they should have won and, like, they had a great opportunity to win, they always bounce back. So this is a game where you got the Eagles right here, touchdown favorites. I think they're going to absolutely blow out the Jets because that's the way their season's gone.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Meerkat's talking yeah. about yeah. yeah. No,
2: I agree with you. I I don't want to, but I feel like this is one of those plays you got to take. I I don't know if anyone's going to actually like the Jets with the points in this one, but I like the Eagles to bounce back. You're not going to see four turnovers out of this offense again against the Jets defense that's only got nine this year, the lowest in the league. And there's no way the Eagles offense is even going to give the chance to Jalen Rieger to blow this game again and drop two touchdowns in. I know it's a, a bit of a pipe dream, but this NFC, re, NFC East race is growing kind of close. Like the Eagles, they they have a shot. They're not dead in the water yet. I think they're only two and a half games back of the Cowboys who have been struggling and the NFC East boys, you know how that goes. The, Jets are just so bad. They're three and eight against the spread this year. Philly's just six and six against the spread, but they're four and three on the road. So I'm not too worried about them traveling. I just I, I could see this being nothing crazy, like a 27 to 14 game. Philly. Yeah, I I, I love
1: the Phillies big or the Eagles big here, not the Phillies. Um, we're not talking baseball. We're talking football. I Love the Eagles team. big here. The Jets. We all agree they're a very bad football team. The other two very bad football teams the Eagles played this year, the Lions and the Falcons. They beat the Lions 44 to 6, and they beat the yeah. Falcons 32 to 6. The Eagles like to beat up on bad teams, and I think the Jets fall into that category. Now, I will thank the Jets for last week. They were one of the few picks I got right last week where they beat the Texans outright. Texans should never be favored to anyone. That line never made sense, but that's besides the fact. The Eagles, I think they just blow up the Jets. And Zach Wilson, yeah, he may have potential going forward, but he really hasn't shown me anything so far. I like the Eagles to have a nice bounce-back game here, and they have to have a bounce-back offensive game. Seven points last week against the Giants. They're definitely going to score on this Jets team. They really can't stop anyone.
0: Yep. And on to a game here that I don't know what the hell is on or going on with this line even more than some of these other ones. You have the Cardinals only minus 7.5 right now on the road going into Soldier Field. Uh, is there a blizzard projected? Because I do not get this line at all. Um, doesn't even matter who's that quarterback. because The Cardinals have still figured out a way to win, uh, and they still covered last week over the Seattle Seahawks. They have lost two of their last four, but the Bears were on a big losing streak before finally getting a win last week um, over the Lions, and they still barely beat the Lions. Didn't look good,
1: yeah. They
0: barely beat the Lions, and they're getting seven and a half at home in this one. I think, unless you know, it's really like one of those Soldier Field weathers uh, late. Well, I was going to say late November. It's actually December now. Holy shit. Uh, the December winds coming off the lake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, is, is that why that line is where it is? I think that's got to be why it is, Stevie. It, it could I be. I love it. And I think Kyler's probably back.
1: I mean, he was limited to practice and Fields was limited to practice today. So it's kind of question marks for both of them. I know weather could be, you know, a concern. I don't usually worry about that until, you know, right before. Because weather changes. It changes as much the as game, our picks and our analysts. inside game. games. big thing more than right. Exactly. But the Cardinals have been a very, very, very good road team this year. 6-0 oh on the road. They've won all six games by double-digit points. And I hate it because as a Rams fan, it disgusts me. But the Cardinals are a good football team. I hate saying that. They are, they're a very good football team. They've been playing well this year. I just I, I I can't trust the Bears. I can't trust the Bears. If it even with Fields back there, I'd maybe hold off to see if the weather it's a blizzard to get that ugly, you know, game in Soldier Field, but the Bears win or maybe lose 13-10, Just an ugly game. But this Cardinals team, they're they're explosive, man. And I, I think we're gonna see Murray play. Hopkins could be back as well, which is huge that they were both limited at practice, at least they're practicing now. I'll I'll lay the points. I hate it, but just give me the
2: Cardinals. Yeah, Arizona's so hot to start the season, but obviously that's taken some bumps uh, along with their injury report. But Kingsbury said he's hopeful that D Hop and Murray are yeah. both gonna be good to go in this one. As he's
0: you know on Zillow looking at properties Weatherman in tie Oklahoma. B. Weatherman Tybee seventy percent chance of rain. 48 degrees, wind only 10 to 20. That's not, that's not that's, Chicago okay. winter weather. You know, it's like – You know,
2: Kyler, I think, does play 100%, but I don't think Fields plays. I think Fields, the younger guy, Chicago season's already washed pretty much. They're just going to say we're going to let him get healthy. Nagy's out the door with, you know, Dalton now. It's not a team I want to bet on. And the Cardinals still have the Rams, the Colts, and the Cowboys. And this is a team that is going to want to clinch the division with a week or two to go because they're banged up and they've been banged up all season. You're going to want that rest uh, week there heading into the playoffs, whether – you know, they get the buy or not. I don't know if they will, but they're in a good position to right now, too. So you got to take advantage of a game like this against the Bears. You have to win it with a tough stretch still going up. I, I just like the Cardinals here. The number feels weird. I, I'm going to keep monitoring Kyler's status. If Kyler is like a full participant at practice come Friday, I'm in. I'm in on the number. Okay. I'll take the points. But if not, it's looking like just some money line parlay
0: fodder. I, I won't feel too confident. Yeah, and on to the next one here, which might be like my favorite game to watch here, at least in the yeah, one uh, one o'clock. I know what you're talking about.
2: <laughs> we, we all want to
1: watch this game. We know what game it is.
0: time. <laughs> it's the what? Uh, <laughs> it's the LA Chargers um, in Cincinnati at the Bengals, right here. We got the Chargers getting. It, Two and a half, three right now. It's kind of moving in between the two of those little little bit of oscillations. Uh, we got the Bengals just ahead of the Chargers in the standings by one game, seven and four to six and five. Uh, Bengals six and five, though, against the spread. Chargers five and six. Chargers coming off a very, very tough loss um, against the Broncos. That offense really looked lost. Don't know what they were doing there. Um, Herbert really – it just kind of running around without a lot of purpose. Mm-hmm. The offense just did not seem to have it. I don't know what it was. Um, and even the week before, like, it was just a lot of Eckler, but, like, Herbert and the passing game just did not seem to be in sync. Um, hopefully they can get back together. But you have the Bengals who've come off of back-to-back big wins, um, beating the uh, Raiders by over 20 points and beating Pittsburgh 41-10. to seems like everyone and their mother is going to be on the bangles in this one but stevie i know you've been a big chargers believer cat yourself as well how you feeling going into this one boys
1: this is a tough one for me because i feel like i'm cheating on the other team if i take one side it feels like a must-win game for the chargers but over the past like five years the chargers are the team that loses those must-win games you're right, though, Ty. It does feel like everyone here, especially if the line stays right around three, that everyone's going to take the Bengals after what they just showed against the Steelers, too. They didn't just beat them. They smoked them. That was never a contest, and kind of quite the opposite in the Denver game for the Chargers. They were really never really competitive they were trying to claw back into that game but down two scores early and then it's just been every single week teams are just running the ball on the chargers mm-hmm. you saw the broncos do it last week with melvin gordon and javante williams and the Bengals. it looks like joe mixon is like finally fully healthy and he's a yeah. very good back when he's fully healthy so he could just run the ball down their throats the whole time and Bengals don't really even need to pass, despite having you know, really good receivers' options to. But this is a really tough game for me. I hope it's a close game, so I kind of just want to take the points with the Chargers. I think Herbert's better quarterback than Burrow. Love them both, but I still really trust Herbert, and I think mm-hmm. this is a different Chargers team. This is a must-win game. They can't fall to 6-6. Six and six. This would be huge to get to 7-5 and five here. I'll take the points. I hope it moves. I doubt this line moves at all. But it's one of those games where I just kind of want to bet it, just to you know have a rooting interest in it because I'm going to watch it regardless. I I love both these teams. I think it'll be a great yep. close game. Give me the points.
0: One of the very 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 few times I'm like, thank God the Bills are in the one o'clock window because I yeah. hate to see hear antsy yeah. all day like not watching yeah. the Bills, but the, I, I will be very very entertained.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is just one of those games my initial thoughts are, like, I don't want to bet it. I just want to watch it and enjoy yeah. it and hope mm-hmm. it's a great game, which I am hope it, it's, you know, lining up to be right now. But the Chargers, is dogs, plus three – Sign me up. I think this is a close yeah. game. I would like the Chargers to win. I'm going to buy the insurance with the points because I've been a little too uh, a little too jumpy at some money lines recently. Instead of taking the points and it's bit me in the ass. So we're going to just take the points here with the Chargers. <laughs> I'm pretty confident on that. They're two and one against the spread as dogs this year. Three and two against the spread on the road. And since he's just one and two his home favorites against the spread. And this is a TikTok theory. Stevie's TikTok theory game. You know, Bengals <laughs> huge cover last week. Chargers terrible. Last week. It just plays out. I love the TikTok theory, but it's going to be a wild game because you got the. Bengals, you know, ninth worst pass defense in the league going up against Herbert and that sixth rank passing offense. But then you got Joe Mixon who's been on fire against just a god awful Chargers rushing defense. I don't know what Joe Staley's doing. He's got to get that unit together. Probably not going to happen this year because it hasn't happened yet. But I don't know. It's just going to be a shootout. Brandon Staley, man. Brandon Staley, say Joe Staley. Sorry. I keep doing that. Francis. Yeah, He's a
1: lineman, you know. <laughs> yeah,
2: Joe Stay. <laughs> he's, still, he's still in the NFL somehow. Yeah. Yeah, he's
0: a football uh, guy. But it's
2: just one of those games where I think, you know, I don't bet totals, but I could see this being a shootout, high scoring game over type deal where it's close, but I like the Chargers as dogs.
0: Another TikTok trend I saw the other day, Meerkat. Uh oh. Uh-oh. Don't get me oh hooked boy. on another one. Give it to, um, give it to me. Unders. Um, on divisional games after week 11. They're oh like, i think i saw that too yeah they're like over 65 percent something like that they like eight percent yeah they're like seven and two so far or something like that Uh oh so oh the next game we're gonna be talking about in the one o'clock site the last one the one o'clock site we have the Tampa bay buccaneers mm-hmm. going uh, into the yeah. Atlanta falcons't yeah. talk about game. That. Under 50 and a half. Screw the Falcons. Uh, this is a large spread. Tom has been a little bit iffy covering these. We're not even going to cover this game. We're going to move right on because the Falcons. Give me
1: the box. That's all we'll say. Just give me the box. I hate the
0: Falcons. Exactly. Four oh five. We got the Washington football team taking on. Ty Bees, Hunter run Vegas Raiders. Vegas, obviously, still right there in the playoff hunt. Washington football team still in the NFC least hunt. Like you said, Mirka, anything keeps you alive there right now. But a two-and-a-half point spread in that game with Washington as the road team, over under 49-and-a-half. We've seen both these teams um, below five hundred against the spread this year with Washington being a little bit worse um, And both of them. Uh, within a game of 500 on um, the total here, so this is a tough game to pick. I love what uh, the Raiders have done throughout most of the season. You, you boys already know what I'm betting on Sunday, and it's going to be that run throw over. Yeah. I don't even care after that. What was it like? 13 what is this total going to go up to? Like eight and a half. It just keeps hitting. It just keeps hitting every yeah. single week. It's it's absolutely unbelievable. It's the freest money of free money football is hunter run for overs but stevie you with me on this one is is it vegas or not
1: i mean that might be the only way i play this game is run for because i just can't get this washington football team right when i thought they were going to write the ship earlier in the year they just got worse and worse on defense and now they've rattled off three straight wins including over the defending super bowl champ the box in carolina and then on monday night against the seahawks now you play a Raiders team in Vegas. It has the defense finally figured it out? Maybe. Could they get after Carr? Possibly. But the Raiders played what I think was one of the most impressive games all year when they played against Dallas on Thanksgiving. They controlled that game. I know Dallas forced it to overtime. They, you know They had to come back with their offense, which they will do. They're the Dallas Cowboys. But the Raiders played very well. and They, they kept time of possession. They stayed on the field. I can't get the Washington football team right. I, I kind of just want to take the Raiders in Vegas. There's really no you know rhyme or reason to it because these are two teams that just very random on a week to week basis. The Raiders have gotten blown out and they've beaten teams they have no business being in the field But And like I said with Washington, they started off the year. Everyone was talking about all oh, this defense could be top fives could be great, and it was one of the worst defenses in the NFL. They finally turned it around. They're getting a little healthier, getting some skill position guys back. I know they had Logan Thomas come back, Curtis Samuel. I don't know. I, I just, I'll just i take the Raiders at home. I, I don't have any strong reason behind it. Just give me a run throw. Just give me a run throw for this game. I'll watch it that way.
2: I'm like – I'm not sure how I want to play this. I'm kind of leaning Washington football team right now, boys. Talk like, are they, or not? You know, are
0: they back right now? You know, they're wins. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Are you saying Washington takes a big lead, so that you got to keep throwing it to Hunter Run for all day? Yeah, <laughs> of <laughs> course, yeah. of course.
2: Yeah, there you go. Yeah, we'll take that all day because Washington kind of reminds me of the Dolphins right now. They're covering games, they're string together wins. The questionable young quarterback is yeah. looking good. The offense is getting healthy. You brought it up. You got Thomas back, you got Curtis Samuel back, you got A. Gibby 100%, which we don't love because of Jared Patterson purposes, but he's looked good. You know, you need him to look for that offense to fully operate great. And the defense overhyped coming into this season started out trash, and now the past four games, they're playing pretty well, allowing 16 yeah. points per game on average. Reminds me a lot of the Dolphins. Now, is that good? Not really, but the rate <laughs> and, and the Raiders showed me a lot on Thanksgiving. They showed a lot of guts yep. on Thanksgiving Carr leads the NFL in passing guards right now. I believe he's been airing it out this year and he's got a big time to shine against a defense. That's allowed over two passing touchdowns per game this year in the air. I'm just like, I don't know. It feels like I should bet the Raiders, which makes me like Washington here because people are like, when are they going to come down? They're, they shouldn't be streaming together. These wins, but that NFC lease, baby, it's wide open. They're still in it, and I have a future on them. It's not a lot, but I threw a unit on a nice Washington football team future for to win the NFC lease. So, I mean, I, I'm buying into them finally after just giving up on that future by like week three. I'm back in on it. So I, I like them.
1: They, they were a second half of the year team last year, too. Yep. Maybe that's just how this team's built. Maybe they just click, something clicks when the weather, weather gets cold. Who knows?
2: Yeah. You see how pumped Round Rivera was last week too. Hype leaving that field. You love to
0: see that riverboat. Oh, Ron got these boys in line. Huge Round Rivera fan. All right, <clears throat> this segment I'm I'm gonna call Stevie's Corner. No, I'm
1: not talking about
0: this game. <laughs> You're the no 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 no. Me and Meerkat aren't even gonna talk about the game. This is only you telling me why the Rams have not covered. They haven't covered in their last five games. It might be. They've been scored by 41 their past three.
1: <laughs> we, don't need, we don't need to talk about it. We don't need to talk about
0: I. How's a team that hasn't covered in their last five games favored by 12 and a half? I don't
1: I right, well first off they shouldn't be favored by double digits to anyone. I don't I don't care who they're playing this week. They shouldn't be favored by double digits. This is the classic Rams probably are gonna play down to their opponent. They could they could beat the Jaguars by 38, and I, I, I wouldn't even care. They've played so bad against, you know, playoff teams the past three weeks with the Titans, the Niners, and the Packers. Now, I do think. Matthew Stafford is playing hurt a little bit. Because if you have watched him, the ball is just not coming out the same way. He doesn't have the same throw power. But that still, that is no excuses. When you sign these big names, when you get Von Miller, and he makes one big play since he's been here, it's just disgusting right now. I can't stand what this team is doing. The receiving core is isn't even the problem with Woods being out. I mean, Odell actually played all right last week, and Van Jefferson has kind of stepped up, which which I love. I really like Van Jefferson. Yeah. But it's just the defense can't get off the field on third down. They're an elite defense on first down and second down. When it comes to third down, it could be third and 65, and they're going to find a way to let their opponent team get it. The Jaguars, though, I don't think the Jaguars have any life. The Jaguars have looked so bad. They're losing to everyone. I foolishly thought they could. I foolishly. I know they beat the Bills. I don't know how they beat the Bills, Ty, because it's how this year's NFL is going. But the Jaguars just haven't shown any life. I thought they could give the Falcons a game. I thought they could beat the Falcons. No, they, they could barely, you know, make that look competitive late in the game. They were down big early, had to come back. This feels like it has to be a get right spot for the Rams. It has to be. It, there's if they lose this game, then I'm just I'm done with free money football. I'm just I just I I can't come out here and face it if they lose this game, go to seven and five in that yeah. NFC playoff race. They have to get right here, and it feels like the spot where they will get right, and they'll just blow out a team that they are better in every kind of facet of the game than. But man. They gotta beat someone decent at some point. The Rams, that you know, you get all these flashy names. You're in L. A. You you think oh. you're a quote unquote super team, trading all your draft oh. picks, and then you just get beat by the same teams. Even if they win this game by thirty, it doesn't really change my opinion of what they've been doing this past month. I've been disgusted watching their games. but you know what? I'm not going to come out here and say, take the Jaguars plus 12 and a half. I, I don't think I'll bet this game. I'm already invested in this stupid team enough I just I'll watch this game. Don't just if you wanna, you know, make money this week in football, don't bet the Rams. Just avoid the game. Just don't don't even if if you're not a Rams fan, you shouldn't be watching this game. If you're a Jaguars fan, I don't even care. There's no Jaguars fans here. Just don't watch the game. Just let this game happen. It'll be one of those where you scroll on your phone, you check the box score, you go, Oh, okay. Rams, Rams one by ten. Didn't All cover right. Rams one by fourteen. So
0: Jags here, money
1: line go. plus four seventy five.
0: Take it, take it. Please take it. That's what I got. Is Jags money line, and then when Stevie is, you know, actually wrong, and the Jags do end up winning and hitting the money line, he's hosting three money football next Wednesday (laughs) by himself for a full episode, and in the back end, we're just gonna hop in periodically Mm -hmm. and just play random highlights from the loss. Um, so you heard it here for That's what we're going to do. But on to the next game where we have a very big divisional game, probably one of the biggest rivalries in all of the NFL as we have the Baltimore Ravens taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers, Baltimore four and a half point favorites in the road over under 44. And that one, another one of those divisional games to look out for both these teams, 500 or better, but both under 500 against the spread, uh, no. Five and six for the Ravens, four and seven for Pittsburgh. Uh, something's got to give for these teams. One of these teams has to cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, Are
1: the Ravens yes. the most underwhelming eight and three team?
2: We've We've seen seen, oh, yeah, oh, no, last uh, year's Steelers. I mean, they was, oh, yeah, they were 11 and, yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> that, <good> was, <laughs> that was a more underwhelming <laughs> yeah. team from the AFC North that people thought was going to take the one seed in the AFC. Uh, just overall, but the, we're talking about coaches that like to play coach down to their competition, like Sean McVay, Mike Tomlin's the same way recently. He's a great coach, but especially at home, just something clicks where he's like, yeah. all right, no matter how bad the team is, no matter how good, we gotta just play a little bit worse than them. They're 1-5 in five against the spread at home this year. I can't trust them. The whole team's battered. I don't know if Ben Roethlisberger's even, like, alive. I think he's some sort of, like, Frankenstein creation at some point, where he's being powered by his porn addiction. I'm not sure. But there's one thing the Ravens offense does well and consistently. It's run the ball. They're averaging, like, 150 yards per game on the ground this year And the Steelers' defense. It's a allowing the fifth most rushing yards per game. So I do trust the Ravens here. The Steelers are beat up. The defense doesn't look good. And Lamar, you know, four interceptions last week. Turnover is not great, but the Steelers only have 10 turnovers this year and only five interceptions. They just don't force a lot. The defense is way too beat up and inconsistent. Uh, I... I I agree. I I can't really say anything
1: else on that. The Steelers are a team, but I just can't can't get right. And I think, Mirka, you laid it out. It just seems like this would be kind of the Ravens have more of a recipe to beat the Steelers
0: than the Steelers do. Yeah.
2: Don't overthink it. Just grind the ball. I I think you're right.
0: (laughs) Absolutely, in that one. Um, A game I'm just excited to see a lot of physical play in. Like, that's a game I probably don't end up betting, just mm. because how bad both teams have been against the spread. And, and it's probably going to be a, a real close game, like punch-in-the-mouth type game. Like it could be a field goal or like a 24-20 type game, and you're right at that 44 mark. You're right at that 4.5 mark, yep. and it's just better to stay away because you, you know, your ass might be in the jackpot depending on when you get that mm-hmm. long. But on to the last game here in that 425 window, you got the 49ers. Stevie getting frisky, 6-5. and five. They
1: are, they are, five, unfortunately. Two. They are. I, I, they're, hey, hey, hey. hey
0: America, me, they're, they're playing let well. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. I'm Minus three and a half here on the road going up against the 12th man and the Seattle Seahawks who've lost three straight games. But Russell Wilson's never lost nine or more than nine games in a career. I don't think he's ever really missed Many games in his career, like he has this year. Yeah. Uh, so that's who the hell knows how that goes. Now, Stevie, you can talk.
1: Well, well, this is interesting, right? Because the Seahawks, ever since they drafted Russell Wilson, have been a competitive team, have been a playoff football team, a winning record team since he's been there. And now Russell Wilson, you know, Mr. You know, fancy schmancy Russell Wilson is has to lead a three and eight team. I mean, they're basically out of contention right now. You now you're playing a division rival and shout out to the Rams again for catapulting the 49ers to have another, you know, great stretch every, every year when the 49ers beat the Rams, it just brings them new life and they start winning games again. They are fully healthy again. And what I did say, I know Debo got hurt, which is a big loss. I know you type, you know that because of what he's been doing for you in fantasy. But when uh, George, uh, He's doubtful this week, but when George Kittle oh. is healthy, this 49ers team is completely different. This 49ers offense is different. They're able to run the ball. They're able to implement play action. They're able to just gas you up the middle. The Seahawks, they just kind of look Dead to me. I know Russell Wilson, we we know he's a very good quarterback. He's been a very good quarterback his whole career, but he's three. and eight. The Seahawks are three and eight. Granted, he's been hurt this year. I don't really think Russell Wilson's going to will this team into anything. The 49ers are going the complete opposite direction where they want the playoffs now, and they're probably the scariest team to have to face in one of those wild card games. When George Kittle healthy, I, I just keep taking the 49ers. I, I like him here again.
2: See, the 49ers are getting frisky. You know I hate them, but I'll admit it. They've been looking good recently. Mm-hmm. They're 3-1 and one against the spread as road favorites so far this year. But these are the numbers, boys. Throwing them out, throwing out the numbers. This is a gut play. I'm all over the Seahawks' dogs. I don't have anything to support it. I really don't. I think Debo, out of that offense, he's not going to play. He's not not, not playing. No, he's not playing. He's He's not not playing playing this week. week. Yeah. And that's going to cripple their entire offensive game plan. I know they can produce with whatever they have in the backfield. They still have other good receivers, but Debo is so vital to that team. He is an absolute finisher, and they don't have that type of killer instinct outside of George Kittle, who's going to have to be, you know, Picking it up double time, and he hasn't been fully healthy yet this year. When I, I just – I don't know. I like the Seahawks bounce back. Uh, Russell wow. Wilson, uh, I hope he's chugging concussion water. I, I don't know. I hope he's making more like succession memes that don't make sense. I don't know what's going on. I hope and you're right. Warner I hope out you're for right. that 49ers defense Mr. as well, that, that's their captain of that defense, that's bad, and it's just like – I, I, I This is a pure gut play. The second I saw this line, I was like, "I love the Seahawks this week, boys."
0: Mister Unlimited, <laughs> come on! I hate come him. On. You I love him.
2: him, but I hate him.
0: I like I loved him as a as a player in college. <laughs> when he was at NC State, so like I've been a Russell Wilson fan, and I literally bought his jersey before he even made his first career start, and like and now he's such a fleet fan. <laughs> oh, I, I still can't say it. All right, whatever. On to the next game here, which is the last game of Sunday where we have the Broncos playing the Kansas City Chiefs for what? First place. Oh. In the AFC West? Ooh? This yeah. line is so fucky. Ten
1: points. Keeps getting 10 We're back points to the right Chiefs' now. lines getting inflated.
0: It's
2: yeah. just ridiculous, and I don't. I, it kind of makes sense, but it just doesn't make sense. They don't deserve that amount of respect. I mean, that AFC West is so wide open right now. The Broncos. I haven't loved them once this year, I don't think. Going into a game, and I don't love them this week, but they keep proving me wrong. They look good. I mean, Patrick certainly saw him beast. last week. He's absolutely incredible. I wonder He's who said he was going to be
1: defensive rookie of the year?
2: You did, but could, I uh, who said Micah Parsons? Yeah, I mean, oh, <laughs> oh, oh the, oh, the <laughs> my favorite, sweet baby, my the sweet... favorite. <laughs> Hey, I made a prediction before the draft even that Michael yeah. Parsons would be an NFL Hall of Famer, and I. It's down to, to those
1: that. two, so. And
2: it just, mm-hmm. I think the Broncos' defense has enough to disrupt the Chiefs' offense, which is if, that's the game plan this year: rattle Patrick Mahomes, take out either Travis Kelsey or Tyreek Hill, which teams have been able to do more successfully. with Kelsey, but still can't really take them out, but you limit them. And you disrupt Mahomes, make him uncomfortable. He's been turning the ball over a lot this year. The Broncos' defense likes takeaways. Casey's just one in five against the spread as home favorites just this year. Not even dating back to last season. Only covered once at home as favorites. It's just that. I don't want Casey. I'm not touching that. That number doesn't make sense.
1: Yeah, I think we're back to the like inflated KC spread, so I'm just going to take the opposite again. I was kind of on KC a little bit when everyone started to go down on but now they just they, two weeks ago they beat up on the Cowboys. People saw that. They beat up on the Raiders in primetime before that. Public watched that. Those are two heavily watched games. I think everyone's back and, oh, the Chiefs are going to be the, the Super Bowl contenders again. They might, but you know what? I think this Broncos team's pretty good, and the Broncos' biggest strength counters what the Chiefs love to do. They love their vertical passing game. The Broncos have a fantastic mm-hmm. secondary with great safeties and that hybrid, you know, corner safety, whatever you want to call them. Patrick retained that we've been talking about all year. I, I like the Broncos plus 10. I was shocked to see how big this number was. But I think a lot of people are still going to lay 10 points with the Chiefs. So give me the Broncos plus 10. Hope it's, you know, a classic close divisional game. And like we said, divisional rivals, I'll take the big points. Give me the Broncos.
0: Yonder as well about that divisional game, remember. And uh, I'm pretty sure that's all the games for the week. Yep. Yeah, nothing else. Good night now. Good night. Nothing. Nothing else. Right. That was
1: the weakest good night now I've ever seen. <laughs> uh,
0: Sorry. Oh, so nothing to be worried about here. Bills uh, minus three and a half. Bills gonna co- or Bills minus three minus three and yep. a half. Uh, they're gonna cover very easily. Home uh, Monday night game. Fans are gonna be drunk all day. Gonna be extra loud at night. Um, potential snowstorm. Uh, like, legit, a snowstorm potentially. Like, Do you um, want the snowstorm? I don't, Would you rather
1: I want dark weather or a snowstorm? Josh storm?
2: Allen's
0: performed poorly in bad yeah. weather
2: recently, which just hold scares on, on. me.
0: I don't want that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You go out and you get a quarterback with big hands who's played in snow before. Josh Allen has won games in college for Wyoming multiple times in the snow because of the crazy shit he was able to do. Put Mac Jones in a snow game against Josh Allen. I'm taking him a million times over. Meerkat, I need you to be a little bit more confident before I come over there and I give oh, you a RKO well, is, out of nowhere, buddy.
2: This is the biggest rat trap of the line of the week right here. Giving the Bills three points when the public, the country, <laughs> everybody is so in on these Patriots who are red hot and deserve the praise there they're you. getting. With Bill Belichick, all of that, they're getting number one seed in the NFC uh, hype. It's like, okay, well, we're going to make the Bills favorites. We're not going to move the line at all, no matter where the money's coming in, and we're going to let everybody, everybody and their mothers in the world outside of Buffalo pretty much bet on the Patriots. I'm going to be really curious to see how the money plays out coming into this game. I think the sharp action is going to end up on Buffalo. Again, these are assumptions, but just the way this line came out, immediately when I saw it, I was like, all right, I am confident. I am feeling good about that. Now, New England—they're four and one against the spread away this year. They're two and zero with a rush disadvantage, which they're coming this one with. But the Bills, without Trey, all that—they got that underdog mentality, which is where I want great. them. I don't want them to come into a what game with too much hype have right have now. No, yeah, we just spent an hour I'm not with Mark, Scofield, uh, Pass, Jacobi, Kendrick Myers, not Kendrick Bourne. Receivers, okay. receivers,
0: are good. these are they're, the type of guys that. Right. there's no one perf- that's but receiver, a, a real number one
2: receiver. This is where the Bills get hurt, though. Kind of is giving too much cushion sometimes with their guys yeah, without not, Trey, can who can really these guys. Press.
0: Because what do they do? they play underneath you're going to be playing a lot more zone meerkat because what do they know, do They yeah. jump off to the running backs i'm that. just
2: saying and so, we can't we can't just because it's mac jones like this offense has been operating great josh McDaniels, but belichick yeah, have this offense sure. fine-tuned for mac jones right now these he receivers are perfect for the offense and their backfield game. looks great I mean, they've looked good. I'm not going to – I hate Mac Jones. I said he was going to bust all this. And I'm not hyping him up. But Mac Jones has looked good, and we got to yes. be afraid of these Patriots right now. But I'm still feeling confident. The Bills are getting Spencer Brown and Starla Tule back. They're off the COVID list. And the offense has been incredible this year with Spencer Brown. It gives the run game a lot more versatility because he is so fast. Having a tackle that can pull off of that bookend like he does it, is a game changer. Just not a guard, especially for a back like Devin Singletary. Terry, who I like to get like 15 to 20 touches this game, I might be looking some of his yardage overs. And then, wait, when you go down the board, the Bills and the Patriots are pretty evenly matched up statistically and you know, depth chart wise at most position groups. When you really break it down, the only true X factor game breaking thing in this game is Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, which you know, the last game against the Patriots connected for like 145 yards and three touchdowns. I This has got to be a Josh Allen game. This is the game where Josh Allen – I know Matt Jones is a rookie and we shouldn't be afraid of him as much as we are, but it's the evil empire. It's New England. We can't overhype last year's sweep. we, we got to go into this game ready to fucking win, and I think we are, and the line makes me confident. I think – I just – I love the Bills. Sorry I went on a rant. This isn't the cap. No, you, you're <laughs> supposed to go on a rant.
1: Yeah. I, I, I told you earlier, I said there's a couple teams I'm just going to listen to Meerkat for, Browns, Lions, and Bills. So, Monday, after work, I'm going to shoot Meerkat a quick text. Like, Meerkat, what do we like? Props, spread, whatever. And that's what I'm taking. That's my analysis for the game, Ty. Just, I Meerkat knows his Bills. The one game I hammered the Bills he didn't was the Colts, and I couldn't have been more wrong. So, if he loves the Bills in one
0: game, I trust him. The- I'm sorry, but, boy. I had to think, think about it. What are you going to do if you're Leslie Frazier? You're playing exotic defenses mm-hmm. against a young quarterback. A yeah. lot of zone blitzes, guys coming off the edge uh, that they think they're going to come into coverage, guys who can drop off. The Bills have so many guys who can play so versatile still, mm-hmm. even with, um, with Trey White out of the lineup, because you got guys like. Um, you know, like Saran Neal and Teron Johnson, who can move all over, like who can blitz, who can cover. Um, I mean, it's just you have – you measure defense this way for a reason so that Mm -hmm. you can do multiple things at all times. Like they play a base nickel defense. You might not have to play a base nickel here. Like you might bring in an extra linebacker in this game if your linebackers are healthy – and you don't necessarily need to have that consistent nickel back um, in the game. And you have – you know, Teron Johnson necessarily isn't an outside guy. But because of the receiver yeah, – you got to keep Teron in the slot at the nickel. No, you can't, but, man. No, but as I'm – you know, the next point is, they don't necessarily have all, you know, big, you know, outside receivers. Like, you might be able to get a matchup where you can put Teron in the outside because it's right. not a receiver who is like a real outside guy. Like, you can get <clears throat> matchups and do things. And I think – that Leslie Frazier is going to get those matchups and do things that Mac Jones has not seen yet this year in the NFL. He's going to watch every single game film. He's never seen this blitz. He's never seen this coverage. I'm not as worried He's about the coverages. The look at him the same way that Bill Belichick has done to every other rookie quarterback he has faced in his career. What was it? He's under 23 or quarterbacks under 24 were like have only beat him once in his career. That's exactly what's about to happen from this Bills team now, with this defense going up against young quarterbacks, you're not going to be able to figure these things out. I mean, Trevor Lawrence got very, very lucky to beat the Bills. He didn't even have to throw, you know, like well, that was disrupting Josh Allen. Allen. And, uh, the Bills' yeah.
2: defense looked incredible in that game. Yeah. yeah, the Bills' defense wasn't the problem. That was the Josh Allen getting, you know, an, exactly. against an elite Whenever pass I, rusher and really bad, bad weather, which out. is what scares figure me. With bad weather and a Matthew Judon, who's been an absolute terror this year against the secondary, who the only secondary in the NFL that has more interceptions than the Bills against Josh Allen, who we've seen this year start forcing the ball in tight windows. And, like, la- last week's first interception, Interception. It's the only thing that scares me, and the, the I wasn't you know downplaying our secondary depth or anything, but it's probably going to end up being you know Levi obviously, and then Dane Jackson across from him is the true two guy on the outside, and they're both. I think they can both handle themselves along the perimeter and all that. They're not going to allow the big plays. Where the big play is going to actually come is from them. They can't really run, and that's the only thing. Born and you know Myers Myers can catch the hell out of the ball, not as much as a runner, but. You know, these guys get the yards after the catch. 50% of Mac Jones passing yards this year are yards mm-hmm. after the catch from the receivers. And this is where Levi and Dane Jackson have trouble. But with Trey out, the safeties are going to be playing up, you know, a little or helping out. And that that's going to help us in this one. I just uh, let force New England to run the ball. Force them to run the ball. I don't care if they're getting four yards a clip with Ramon J. Stevenson and Damian Williams. Just force them to run it. Don't guess let these as, receivers make, let our corners make a mistake.
0: Guess who has a higher, who has a better running offense? Actually, Buffalo does in New England. Very surprising. And they're like the third ranked rushing offense. That's, that doesn't that, make That takes Allen into yeah. account, though. Yeah. That takes uh, Allen's rushing to get to account, yeah.
2: too.
0: Yeah, I don't know. No, no, no. Yeah. I do like Devin
2: is. Singletary a lot this week. But, yeah, we just yeah. Went, went off for like 15 minutes about the Bills. Yeah, I, I think
0: that. the Bills the Bills are going to do a lot of what the Patriots have done in the past where it's going to be death by paper cuts to that defense. They're going to take what Bill Belichick uh, gives them, and that's mm-hmm. what's going to kill him in the long run because I think Josh is finally uh, has that confidence yeah. to relax and do that. He's not trying to press things the way we saw Mahomes doing for, you know, uh, many of the weeks this season. Mm-hmm. Even when Josh has been throwing interceptions lately, a couple of uh, I'd say more have been, you know, deflection a lot of them have been deflections, less than, you know, him trying to really, really force things. Um, you know, guys getting their hands up and whatnot. But I like them to, you know, bounce back, hopefully they cover and win that division. Um I, it, I don't even know what the hell's going on with a lot of these simulations because somehow it gives like the Patriots like the highest uh their higher percentage to be the number one seed, but the Bills still higher percentage to win the division. Who the hell yeah. knows? We'll see what happens, and we'll be back on Sunday to bring you our best bet. So make sure you guys follow at the Zone for more. Beer Cap bringing you the dart of the day all the time. We had a ton of content over at trainwrecksupports.com. we got a bunch of fantasy football stuff rolling as well. Watch TrainRack watching and a ton more. So make sure you're liking and subscribing if you're watching over on YouTube for all of our content. Make sure you're retweeting and sharing. If you're over on Twitter, make sure you give us all a follow. We love talking, um, you know, all, all sports, all betting, all that stuff. So make sure you do that. So make sure you get out there. Go hammer the books. Go hammer the creek. Go calling your bets. Go texting your bets. Do whatever you got to do. Get that free money. Good. And I now. Uh...